It's time for Canada's Court, your podcast for all things Canadian basketball. Presenting your host, a man who won the Most Improved Player Award three times in high school because he was really quite terrible at basketball himself, Philip Drost. Okay, well that uh, that is not the uh, the intro I the introduction I wrote. Uh, this is unfair, and also that I think that says quite a lot of good about me that I improve so much. I mean, everyone starts out not so good, so you know what? That's just that's just unfair. And guess what? You are never doing the introduction again. I am finding somebody else. Anyway. Today's guest has had a lot going on this summer. After finishing his second season in the NBA, he quickly hopped on with TSN to help cover the Toronto Raptors' playoff run. Then he played a couple games in the NBA Summer League, and then he was with TSN again, this time at the ESPYs, talking to some of the best athletes in the world and getting them to try his Stauskas slushies. And now he's taking the time out of his very busy schedule to come on episode two of Canada's Court. Nick, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So, uh, how's your summer going so far? Uh, it's been great. It's actually it's been pretty busy. Um, I've had a lot of things going on on the court, just as far as training goes, and then uh, I've had a, a few cool opportunities with uh, with TSN here in Toronto uh, on TV, which has been pretty fun. Yeah, right after uh, right after the season ended, it seemed like shortly after you were on uh, analyzing about the Raptors playoffs. Yeah, and um, you know something that kind of it kind of came about you know later on during the season. So uh, when TSN came to me with the opportunity, I was really excited and uh, thought it would be something that I would enjoy doing. So you know I took them up on their offer, and um, it ended up being you know a really fun a really fun time covering the Raptors throughout the playoffs, especially with with the run they had and. You know, getting a chance to work on TV and analyze basketball from from a different perspective, it was uh, it was really fun for me. I'm kind of jealous. I used to um, think that okay, I'm not the best at basketball, but at least I'm uh, good at reporting. But here you are; you're also great at reporting. So, uh, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. I'll I'll learn to forgive you. I'm I'm assuming you were cheering for the Raptors during the playoffs, despite being uh, in the same division as them in the regular season. Oh uh, well, I don't. I think at this point, I can't really, I can't, I can't really cheer for anyone, mm-hmm. uh, just because I play against them. But um, you know, I thought it would have been really cool if the Raptors did make it to the NBA Finals, just because you know the city, um, the city, and the fans in Toronto. Um, you know, they're just so passionate about the game and, you know, to see the atmosphere of some of the, uh, you know, the home games, um, you know, later on and later on in that series against Cleveland, um, there's not many atmospheres in the NBA that are, you know, that are that great. And so if they played in the finals, I know it would have been, it would have been pretty special. So, you know, it's unfortunate that they didn't make it there, but, um, you know, they had a heck of a run. You mentioned the, the atmosphere there and you've played in, well, now all the, uh, arenas, as a objective, can you give me an objective view? Because I always hear everyone saying the, these fans are great, these fans are good. Where would you where would you rate the Raptors fans? Uh, I would put them at the top of the league for sure. You know, I'd say top two or three. Um, you know, go, there's a lot of fan bases. You know, for example, in Golden State, like it gets pretty loud there. But um, there's something about this Toronto fan base that's just 
you know, it's a, it's a pretty cool vibe to be at the games. I don't think many other cities, you know, have that kind of atmosphere. So, you know, I think it's also helping, um, it's helping attract players to Toronto because I think players in the league now are starting to see that it's such a fun city to, to be in and to play in. So, you know, it's definitely good for, uh, you know, attracting free agents in the future. Were you a Raptors fan growing up? One, yeah, 1,000%. Uh, my brother and I would, you know, we would try to go to as many home games as we could uh, throughout the season. We would watch all the games on TV. So, um, you know, some of my earliest basketball memories were of, uh, were just watching Vince Carter on TV. That's kind of where it all started. Yeah, how much did that play into you picking up the sport? A lot. Um, you know, my uncle introduced me to the game of basketball uh, when I was about seven or eight years old. And, you know, as soon as he introduced me to the game, I just took a natural liking towards it. And then, um, you know, to have a superstar like that, you know, in your city that's on TV every day, it was just another thing that, you know, attracted me towards basketball and, you know, kind of made me fall in love with the game. So I definitely owe a lot to uh, to Vince and, and that whole group of Raptors that came up and, and made the game popular here in Toronto. What was it like that first time you played in Toronto after being drafted? I'm assuming you had some uh, some support there. Yeah, it was uh, probably one of my favorite one of my favorite games throughout my career. Still, um, just because that first time, you know, being back there as a player, like I was there so many times as a little kid, you know, just dreaming of playing on that floor one day, and then to finally come back there and have you know a hundred family members and a hundred, you know, of your closest friends just all there. Um, it was an unreal experience, and uh, it's probably something I'll never forget for the rest of my life. Could you hear them cheering for you? Oh, yeah, because I, I, I came in off the bench uh, that game, and I, so I checked in. I think it was like midway through the first quarter. I checked in, you know, after the timeout, and um, they. I remember, like, the game had already started, and the announcer just like that he just like quickly called out him he, he was like a number 10 Nick Stauskas subbing in for whoever I was subbing in for and right away like I heard like a big roar from like my family section and it was uh, it was kind of funny I smiled nice and I'm just realizing you've been like pretty much everywhere you're even at the uh ESPYs earlier how was that yeah the ESPYs were great um I think you know just after working on TSN and doing the Raptors playoff coverage, I think, um, you know, they were pretty happy with the job I did, and they asked me if I was interested in, in doing the ESPYs, and I thought it was a pretty cool idea. So uh, it was a lot of fun to, to be out there and kind of, you know, be in an area where all of the best athletes in the world are kind of just in that one spot at one time and, you know, a lot of different personalities and whatnot. But uh, it was it was hot out there, man, and I was wearing a suit. It was, that was the only tough part about it. It was, uh, it was a really hot day in L.A., and uh, I was wearing a dark suit, so I was sweating. We don't get that kind of heat in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, Toronto has been Toronto has been pretty hot this last week. Uh, it's been pretty nice here. Well, there you go. Just don't wear a suit out there. Yeah. That's the main thing. <laughs> so, um, how what was it like having the roles reversed, being the one asking the questions? It's really weird. It's really weird because because you you now feel like responsible for you know, taking the conversation in a certain way. You know, when you're just, when you're the player that's being interviewed, you know, you all you have to do is just respond to what's being asked. But when you're the guy, you know, 
who's doing who's doing the interview, who's who's conducting the interview, then it, it falls on you to to kind of carry the conversation the right way and respond to their questions. So it's a it's a it's a cool dynamic. Kind of keeps you you know thinking on your feet and keeps you alert at all times. So uh, it was something that was fun, and I'd, I'd definitely be uh, open to to doing stuff like that again in the future. And I have to ask, you were handing out uh, Stauskas slushies on the red carpet. What does a yeah, Stauskas slushie yeah. taste like? It actually wasn't. It, it wasn't so much a slushie as it was like a smoothie ice cream type of thing. I, I don't really know what it was. There were some celebrities that that liked it, and some celebrities that thought it was it was pretty bad. But you know what? I'm, I'm not in the game for for slushies. You know, I'm not. Not a slushy maker, so I, I apologize for that one. <laughs> you've you've got broadcasting, you've got basketball. I think we you yeah. can be okay without being a slushy master. I can't I can't do it all. I can't do it all. I apologize. <laughs> so can we expect more uh, broadcast Nick Stauskas in the future? I hope so. Um, you know, I don't. We haven't really like discussed anything. You know, moving forward anymore. But um, you know, hopefully for me, hopefully you know soon enough. You know, um, my team can you know be in the playoffs, and then you know I, I won't I won't have to do the commentating. I can just play in the playoffs. That would be you know the best that would be a best case scenario for myself. So um, you know we'll see what happens next year if you know if we're not in the playoffs and and TSN offers me the job again. I would uh, I would definitely be open to doing something like that again. But yeah, playoffs would would definitely be better. I I can see that. Yeah. We're we're in a we're in a rebuilding situation right now, and uh, you know we got a lot of young talent coming up, so it should be an interesting year for us to you know to see how much we can improve off of you know the the year we had last year. Do you feel like this is the year where it, it starts going up? I mean, it's been a quite a few years around the bottom, but now uh, you've got the first overall pick in Ben Simmons. It looks like uh, Jewel MB's coming back. What do you think? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited just because, like I said, we have so many young players and you know guys that are really really talented. Um, and you know, with Ben coming in, being you know such a great playmaker and such a great passer, um, you know it's encouraging. You know, for guys like me who you know who are on the perimeter and you know are looking for you know open threes and whatnot. And, you know, having a guy like Joel Embiid as well. You know, he's going to demand a lot of attention down low, and he's a big body with, uh, you know, great feet, great hands. And so those are going to be two great additions to our team, not to mention a number of free agents we signed. So, um, you know, I definitely – last year we only won 10 games, and it was a really rough year. So I definitely don't see us going down from there. And um, it's just going to be a matter of how fast this, this team can gel and, and really start playing at a high level offensively and defensively consistently. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm assuming you have had some downtime. Well, what have you been doing with it? Is there a show you're watching, or are you spending most of your time playing Pokemon Go? What's it up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I am not playing Pokemon Go. I uh, I have not given in to that to that fad. Um, not really watching any TV shows right now. Honestly, I my days are still pretty busy as far as training goes. Um. You know, I took a I took a vacation. You know, right at the end of the season, I went to to St. Martin for a week, um, and then actually on Wednesday this week, I'm going to be going to Lithuania for five days. So those are uh, those are my two kind of vacation breaks throughout the entire summer, and the rest of the time, I'm I'm pretty busy with uh, either training or you know doing this TSN stuff throughout you know the first couple of months. So um, 
I honestly, my, I feel like sometimes my life is my life is a little bit like boring, like not as exciting as people think. Like on a day like today, you know, I wake up, I go to the gym, I maybe you know come back, take a nap, and then I go right back to the gym. And so it's like I don't really, I'm not really doing a whole lot of exciting stuff throughout the day. Well, at least you get to go on go on some nice vacations, and uh, that's that's still fun too, I suppose. Oh yeah, it's still <laughs> a great time. You know what? I'll say this. I went to the movies. I did go to the movies last night, and I saw, um, I don't know if you've heard of this movie or seen the trailers for it. Uh, it's called Lights Out. It's a, it's a scary movie. And, um, man, it was, uh, it was probably one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. And I def- if people are into scary movies, I definitely recommend they go see it. Man, I was this close, this close from, uh, you can't see it, I'm making a really small small margin here with my fingers, but I was that close to going to see it the other night. Instead, I went and saw Mike and Dave go to a wedding. So now uh, I feel like uh, I've let you down here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. You just, you got to go see it another time. It was like, it was one of those movies where it, it actually made me jump out of my seat a few times. It was that scary. Wow. Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll add it to the list. And, yeah. uh... You've also you also played in a few summer league games, right? You got to see uh see spend some time with some of the rookies. But not long ago, you were one of those rookies. Uh tell me a bit about what it was like transitioning from playing in college to playing in the NBA. Uh the the transition the transition was tough. Um you know, just because for you know, for me the biggest change was um in college you know, I was I was on such a great team, and you know, I was winning so many games, and my role was what it was, and like I I just knew you know the ball would be in my hands, and I would get to do certain things, you know, get to play in the pick and roll, and you know, obviously when you come to the NBA, you need to prove yourself all over again. You know, you're not going to come in there, and and things are going to be given to you, and on top of that, um, you know, playing on a playing on a, on losing teams. You know, you know, my first two years in the NBA, I've played on two losing teams that are you know not in the playoffs, so. Those are all just adjustments, um, you know, that are that are made, you know, in that transition. Just things you need to get used to, things that you need to fight through. So, um, the transition, the transition is difficult. And you know, obviously every player is different. There's some people who transition easily, but you know, for myself, the transition. I'm, I feel like I'm still going through that transition right now. I'm still trying to prove myself as a, as a great player in this league. And if you could go back uh, two years ago and give yourself some advice, what would you tell yourself? Oh wow! We're okay. We're gonna go deep. We're gonna go. Deep. We're getting deep here. Sometimes uh, I try. I try to ask some deep questions here. Okay. All right. Um. What advice would I give myself? Honestly, I I think the biggest piece of advice that I give give to myself is just just never get too high, never get too low. Um. Just in this league, you know, playing eighty two games and you know, having to go through like a, the roller coaster ride of a, of a full season, there's going to be, you know, so many highs and there's going to be so many lows. There's going to be games where you play great and your team's having a lot of success. And then there's going to be a bunch of games where you're not playing well and the team's not having a lot of success. And you can't let, you know, the great games and the bad games affect the way you feel about yourself as a person or, you know, affect your mood, you know, after the game, like, I, I just feel like sometimes throughout my first two years, um, you know, I just let the the good games affect me and the bad games affect me. And, you know, I feel like in this league, you just need to stay even all the time. You need to keep like a level head. You just need to stay focused and never get, never get too high, never get too low. That would be my advice. So what do you do then in games? Do you just tell yourself if you're shooting well, just 
try and stay calm, or, or how does that work? Um, well, obviously, you know, there's going to be times where, you know, if you're feeling it, you're going to get excited and you're going to, you know, you're going to get pumped up. Like, that's fine. Um, I just think just not getting, I, I feel like when I say don't get too, when, like, don't get too high, don't get too low. For the high part, I'd say just not getting, like, complacent and comfortable. Like, if things are going well, you know, a couple nights in a row, don't get complacent and, like, start stop like working hard and stuff like that you know what i mean i think that's where i was getting that more than anything because it's good if you're playing well it's good to show emotion out there on the floor and and have a good time with your teammates and kind of embrace that those moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so now i just want to go back a little bit further past um the past couple of years and uh i understand that something a lot of casual basketball fans here in Canada might not know about is that there's this summer league for high school players called the AAU. Could you tell me a little bit about what that is? Um, well, AAU is, I don't even, I don't, I honestly don't even know what it stands for, but, um, it's basically just, um, a, a, a countrywide, and this is in the U S it's a, it's a countrywide, basketball league um or platform almost um to play games and tournaments and all kinds of different events and you know a lot of these events um have at least once you're in high school a lot of these events have you know college coaches and scouts and all that kind of stuff to evaluate kids and rank them and give them scholarships and whatnot so uh it's just a you know for all the basketball players you know coming up you know, who are, you know, 10 to 18 years old. It's just a, it's a great place to showcase yourself and play against great competition. And you competed in it. How uh, important was that for your game? Uh, it was, it, it was really important because it, you know, well, first of all, it was just great. It was always great competition. You know, you're always playing against some of the best players in the country that are your age and, um, you know, often if they're the best players in the country, they're some of the best players in the world at that age. And, um, you know, getting a chance to you play in front of college coaches and, you know, have great team success at the same time, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, these are all, you know, times throughout the summer where you're not in school and you have, a, you know, you have enough time to, to travel to other cities around the country. It's just, a, you know, it's a great experience for any young basketball player coming up. Okay. And uh, let's go back again, not not as far this time. My last summer was a, a pretty big one for you, too, since in July you were traded from uh, the team that drafted you, the Kings, to the Philadelphia 76ers. Do you remember how you, you found out? Yeah, I was, uh, I was actually in, I was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I was sitting on a couch in my apartment, uh, and I, I was back at the school visiting for, uh, for like two months. And I was um, I was sitting on my couch watching TV, and my uh, my phone rang, and it was my agent, and um, he just informed me that like I had been I had been traded and whatnot, and that I was going to get in contact with all the general managers and whatever. And it just it was it happened so fast out of nowhere, and it was kind of it was just it was a crazy crazy night. Like I just didn't expect it right at that time, so kind of caught me off guard. What were the first thoughts that kind of went through your head when you you got that call? Um, honestly, I don't even I don't even remember um, the exact thoughts that were going through my head. But like, if you start thinking of like you know you got to pack up and move all your stuff. You got to um, 
you know, get used to a new city, new teammates, new coaches, um, you know, your what's your role going to be with that team, or how are you going to fit in? Those are just, you know, all little things that kind of go through your mind. Yeah, you mentioned your role. Your minutes uh, went up quite a bit in Philadelphia, as did your points per game, which almost doubled, I believe. But your your three-point percentage still isn't quite what it was like in college. How much of that is because you're still making the adjustment to a new level of basketball? And then how much of that is mental? Um, I think I think more than anything with, with the shooting, it's, it's mental. And... Um, it's just uh it's just a it's a matter of confidence and and being comfortable and uh you know I think in college when I was at Michigan I uh I just had this confidence that you know I could um you know that I I felt like I was better than everyone else at that time like I just you know I had a confidence about myself and I didn't want I didn't mean that to sound cocky but like I just felt like I was better than everyone else and in result of that I made a lot of shots and I was comfortable you know taking risks and whatnot and you know, here in the NBA, um, I just don't have that confidence and comfortability yet. And, you know, the more I, the more I work, the more, you know, I improve my body, my, my jump shot, my handle and everything, the more confidence I build, um, you know, then, you know, more shots will start dropping. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time until, you know, a breakthrough happens. And, you know, once that breakthrough happens, then that's kind of where the confidence comes. And that seems, that seems to be a lot of the case with a lot of, um, uh, shooters, I think uh, back to JJ Redick. He kind of took. He was a great shooter in college, and he but he took a little bit more time coming into his own in the NBA. Yeah, you know, and there's you know there's a lot of cases of that throughout the league. You know, of guys that you know struggle first three, four, five years in the league, and then all of a sudden they find a, a niche there where you know they fit in and they get comfortable and they their confidence grows and then they become you know really important pieces to championship level teams. And uh, it's just a matter of them you know working through those uh, you know through the times where they're struggling, you know persevering, you know putting the time in the gym, and then you know, finding an opportunity where, you know, things work out for them. Now, I have to ask, because I know it's what a, a lot of people are talking about, but tell me about your decision to not play for the Canadian Olympic qualifying team this summer. What was the uh, thought process behind that? Um, well, you know, for me, it just came down to um, the, the, the time, the time that was going to be required for, for me to play for Team Canada. And, um, you know, last year, you know, we weren't able to qualify. And so we had another qualifying tournament in order to get to the Olympics this year. And, you know, I just figured that if I went to the qualifying tournament and, you know, we did qualify for Olympics, you know, playing in Olympics would be a great honor. Um, but it would have been, you know, probably about, you know, two, two and a half months of my summer that would have probably been taken by, you know, either doing training camps, playing exhibition games, playing in the actual qualifying tournament and then playing in the Olympics. And so I felt like as an NBA player, I still had so much um, that I needed to improve in my own game to get to where I want to be, you know, as far as my career goes. And I felt like I wouldn't be able to make the necessary improvements, um, you know, playing for Team Canada and going, you know, doing all that travel and and all the games and whatnot. And uh, it was definitely still a very tough decision because, you know, I had so much fun playing for them last year um in in the FIBA Americas and you know those are all guys that I'm really close with the coaches I'm close with and you know Steve Nash is a great friend of mine so it's hard saying no um 
but uh, I felt like that was the right decision for me right now. And that's not saying that I, I never want to play for Team Canada again. I, I definitely do want to play for Team Canada in the future, and that's something that's going to be important to me. Uh, I just felt like this summer it was, it was the right move for me to kind of focus on myself. Mm-hmm. And that must have been uh, a tough to, to watch the games too. I don't know if you, if you watch them or not. Yeah, no, I I, um, I never got to, to watch any of the games, but um, just keeping up with the box scores and, and the highlights and everything, uh, it was just kind of kind of crazy to, to to watch it all go down and realize that you know I could be helping them. And uh, as I said, there was uh, there was some backlash on social media. Are you a guy who who reads what's going on on there, or do you, do you stay away from it? I try to stay. I try to stay away from it as much as I can. Fair enough. Some people can be pretty negative on there. Yeah, no, I think they, they they're pretty negative, and uh, it's just uh, they can be they can be pretty negative, and you know, for me, it's just you got to kind of just block it all out and and not pay attention to it because. You never, uh, I mean, most of the time, the people that, that are saying those things, they're just trying to bring you down and, um, you know, they don't really know you personally or, or know why you're making certain decisions. They just criticize because they feel like they can do it. So you just try to kind of block it all out and not pay attention to it. Okay. So let's forget about this summer. Let's forget about last summer and let's just look forward. What do you feel the future holds for Canada's men's team? Oh, I, 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 I honestly think you know we should be we should be a team that makes it to to a, a gold medal type of game. You know, when you look at the guys that we have, if you look at the upcoming talent in this country, there's no reason why we can't compete at that level. Um, you know, somewhere down the road. So it's just a matter of getting everyone to commit and uh, and get it done. All right. And what does the rest of the summer uh, have in store for you? Um, not much, honestly, just, I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm going to be here in Toronto for the majority of the summer, just working out and, um, you know, spending a little bit of time with my family. And then once September comes around back to Philadelphia for, uh, for training camp. Well, what, what are you working on? Is there anything specifically the Philadelphia coaching staff gave you or something you've been, uh, targeting yourself? Um, just, you know, just a variety of different things. I've been focusing on on my body this summer, uh, just strengthening my lower body, strengthening my upper body, my core strength. You know, on the court, making my shooting a little bit more consistent, improving my ball handling, trying to work on my defense. Just really, you know, all aspects of my game. I really okay. appreciate you coming on, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your summer. Perfect. I appreciate you, Philip. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That was Nick Stauskas from Mississauga, Ontario. He plays for the Philadelphia 76ers. If you have any comments on what you just heard, get in touch. You can reach me by email at canadascourtpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at canadascourt. And please, if you like the podcast, give it a rating and a review. If you didn't like it, ouch, that hurts. But either way, share it with your friends, even if you didn't like it. Still share it. Any publicity is good publicity, so I've heard. You'll hear from me again soon as we get closer to the Olympics, where the Canadian women's basketball team will be getting ready to show off their stuff. Thanks for listening.